Lord God, your prophet Elijah went to a cave on a holy mountain hoping to find you, to treasure the day you spoke, and he knew you were there. Where shall we go? Is there any place that would not reveal you if we know how to see? The world is a sacrament and creation your word. People are temples where your spirit lives. Lord, help us to see. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Kings. At the mountain of God, Horeb, Elijah came to a cave where he took shelter. Then the Lord said to him, Go outside and stand on the mountain before the Lord. The Lord will be passing by. A strong and heavy wind was rending the mountains and crushing rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, there was a tiny whispering sound. When he heard this, Elijah hid his face in his cloak and went and stood at the entrance of the cave. The word of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, I speak the truth in Christ. I do not lie. My conscience joins with the Holy Spirit in bearing me witness that I have great sorrow and constant anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my own people my kindred, according to the flesh. They are Israelites. There's the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. There's the patriarchs, and from them, according to the flesh, is the Christ who is over all, God-blessed forever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks, God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. After he had fed the people... Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and proceed him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. 
It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened, and he began to sink, and he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The story is told of a young preacher who prepared a really good sermon. In fact, it was nearly perfect. And uh, his older friend, who was also a preacher, invited him to his church to deliver it. So he uh, delivered the sermon and then after the service, he was greeting uh, the, the congregation at the entrance of the church, and uh, there was one man that came, came over to him and said, that was a horrible sermon, and he walked away. But he didn't go home. He got back into the line to get, take another shot at the young preacher. So when he came to him the second time, he said, the stories uh, that you told are old. Uh, boring and dull. I've heard them since I was a little boy. And of course, at that point, the, uh, the older preacher wanted to intervene and remedy the situation. So he told the young, yeah, his young friend, don't pay, an, uh, don't pay any attention to that man. He just repeats what he hears other people saying. <laughs> <coughs> so to come up with a perfect sermon, uh, it's like walking on water. Uh, to become or trying to be a, the perfect husband, wife, father or mother, brother or sister, friend, neighbor, colleague, f- some, sometimes feels impossible, feels like walking on water. Yet we know that with God all things are possible. In fact, today we heard that Jesus said to Peter, come. And really when you think about it, that word is woven into all our scripture readings today. We hear that three men are drowning. Peter, of course, literally is drowning. Elijah is drowning in his grief, in his fear. He was fearing for his life, so he was hiding in a cave. Queen Jezebel, wicked Queen Jezebel, who was not a Jewish person, introduced idol worship in the land. They worshiped, or she and her friends worshiped God, the God of Canaanites called Baal. And she had 400 prophets, false prophets, uh, enforcing this, this worship and telling the people, this is, the, this is who you should worship. So God told Elijah, go and confront these prophets. You offer a sacrifice and let them offer a sacrifice, and we will see who the true God is. Of course, it was the God of Israel who proved that he was the God of the land. And of course, Elijah at that point said to the people, we are going to slaughter these 400 false prophets, and that's exactly what happened. So when Queen Jezebel found out about all these prophets being killed, she wanted Elijah dead, so he's hiding in a cave, fearing for his life. Perhaps he was expecting a parade, celebrating the victory, that God was victorious once again, yet he's hiding. So the Lord told him, go out, come out of the cave, 
and I will be passing by. And as we heard, there was an earthquake, there was a fire, there was a wind so powerful that was crushing rocks. And yet, in none of those displays, the Lord was present. It was in a tiny whispering sound that the Lord was found, and Elijah listened to that sound. And what was that sound about? Inviting him, come out of the cave. You can't live for the rest of your life in a cave. My people still need you. So God spoke a new language to him, new language that offered a new vision, vision of hope, of future, better future. And he offered him, of course, the language of, of courage. And that language, as I said, offered a new vision. I can't live in a cave anymore. I must go and be with with God's people. That's what Elijah did. Then in the second reading, we heard from Paul's letter to the Romans, and he talks about anguish and sorrow in his heart. What was that anguish and sorrow about? He was very disappointed that his own people, his own kindred, rejected Christ as the Messiah. So he said that he would gladly give up everything if only they would accept him. So what did the Lord say? The Lord said to him, no, don't be disappointed. There is other other group of people, the Gentiles, that will hear your gospel. So that's exactly what Paul did. Again, he heard Jesus' invitation, come, come out of your grief, of your anguish and sorrow, and preach the gospel to the Gentiles. Yes, there were still some Jews that listened to, to his preaching, but it was mostly the Gentiles that now were accepting the gospel. So again, you see, come was the invitation to Paul. Come and continue preaching the gospel to the Gentiles. Don't drown in your, in your anguish and sorrow. And then finally, in the gospel, of course, Jesus, as we heard, was by himself praying after he fed thousands of people with just five loaves of bread and two fish. And then early, between 3 and 6 a.m., the fourth hour of the fourth watch, he came walking on the sea. But then what happens? His friends who are in the boat, who is, who is being tossed about by waves and wind, the wind was against it. Again, very important detail. Jesus comes to them walking on, on the sea, on the water, because something is against them. But something is also with them. He wants to be with them in the boat. What are the winds that are against us today? Arrogance, pride those that that ridicule Christianity. Those are the winds that are against the boat that we are in. And of course, as as we heard, when they first saw Jesus walking on the water, they said, it is a ghost. They couldn't believe it. So then Peter says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you. And Jesus invites him, come. You see, again, that word is there, come. And Jesus, uh, Peter walks towards Jesus, impossible becomes possible, why? because he trusts in the divine power, in the divine strength. So impossible becomes possible. But then Peter starts to focus more on the waves and the wind. He loses his focus and starts drowning. That's what what happens. Our lives, when focused and centered on Christ, we can do impossible things. We can be that good, perhaps even perfect husband or wife, father or mother, brother or sister, friend, colleague, neighbor. With Christ in the center of our life, impossible becomes possible. Impossible as it is not to take that extra drink or drug or something unhealthy. With Christ in our life, it becomes possible to avoid 
all those things that are not healthy in our lives. That's, that's what, what we need to remember. So let us remember that word, come, that, that God extends to us through his son Jesus. Let us remember the new language God speaks to us, language of courage, strength, faith, that, in, that introduces a new vision, a life that is better, that is more complete, life that, that mirrors the life of Christ. There is a story, a true story of Leopold Stokowski. He was a famous conductor, and on one occasion, he was conducting a full symphony orchestra, and they were performing one of Beethoven's uh, famous pieces where there is a, a, a spot where a trumpet plays a piece of music off stage, which is unusual. So Stokowski was directing the orchestra, and then came the time for the trumpet to play the piece of music off stage, but there was silence. So he kept conducting, even, there was no, even though there was no music, which looked strange. But everybody, of course, the orchestra especially, could see how, how his face was, face was turning red because of the anger that he felt. So again, there was, later in, that, in the performance, again, again, there was a spot when only the trumpet off stage was supposed to play. And again, there was no silence. There was no music, only silence. So when the, the concert ended, he put down the baton and went backstage to see what happened. And there he saw a big security guard holding a man with the trumpet, holding the man and his hand behind his back, saying to him, you can't play your trumpet here. There is a concert going on. <laughs> In a sense, each one of us has a music to play, a life to live. A life, of course, that God calls us to live, that we'll build, build up the kingdom of God among us. And we know that there is someone who, who, will tie, who will try to tie us up. So we don't play that, that part that is ours. We don't live it. So we must remember, especially in those moments when we feel tied up or for whatever reason, we must remember who is calling us, come, who is speaking a new language that offers a new vision. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.